Look at that, kids. No fighting, no yelling. No belching. The dad has a shirt on. Look, knockers. These people are obviously freaks. Oh, you think so? Well, let's see what's behind door number two. What are they doing? They're having a conversation. They actually enjoy talking to each other. I wish I could hear what they're saying. Papa, I believe I heard some rustling in the bushes. I did too. Better get the gun. Where's he going? Probably to get the old man his pipe and slippers. <laughs> Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount. This week we have gone all the way back to season one. It is the fourth episode of the first season, episode 7G04. It's no disgrace like home. I'm Dando. I am Guy, and yes, what a giant step we have taken back in time, Dando. Mm. Oh my goodness, all the way back to the, the roaring 90s. Oh, what a fantastic time it was for young Guy in his, what would he have been, his early 20s at this stage, and you would have been in your... Early nappies, I think. I, yeah, I would have been not even two yet. Yeah, oh! <laughs> but the one thing that unites us, despite this huge generation gap, is our uh, appreciation for and affection for The Simpsons. Even an early episode like <laughs> like There's No Disgrace Like Home. The Simpsons are in fact timeless. And I, I want to start off by saying that for our, we've been doing this podcast for six years now. And I've always thrown this one when it comes to the first nine, ten seasons. As I've always said, this is the worst episode of the lot. And if you want to compare it to the other episodes from those seasons, it is probably the worst if you're going to say it's not, there's no continuity. It doesn't really make sense because Mm. the characters aren't behaving the way that we know them to, what they would become. But watching this, knowing that going into it, it's just a standalone piece of television. It was by no means anywhere near as bad as I remembered it being. It was fine as a TV episode, but in the grand scheme of things of the Simpsons universe, it's probably the most grating episode to watch because it just doesn't really make sense from a character perspective. No, these are not the Simpsons. <laughs> these are not the Simpsons you're looking for, uh, to quote Obi-Wan. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a, a little all over the shop in terms of that. You're absolutely right, Dando. But uh, yeah, as a, as a standalone piece of sitcom entertainment, you know, as a, a better dysfunctional family... It works perfectly fine. Yeah, I mean, there are certainly aspects in here where it's like, oh, I don't recognise this Marge at all. Yeah, you, you, as you said, you put that to one side, and yeah, I think you can generally get a bit of enjoyment out of this. I mean, it's very much a an early Simpsons episode with all that that entails. I mean, the animation's a bit rough, the voice work is not what you're used to. Nevertheless, a couple of laughs to be had. Why not? But when it's season one, we have, we've had to say... We're not going to comment on the crudeness of the animation. We're not going to comment on the voices not being quite right because it is season one. You have to cut them some slack. You know, they had to find their feet. Obviously, they've been doing the Tracy Elmer shorts up until this point. My point being that I feel like this episode, out of any episode ever, really, this feels more like an extended Tracy Ullman short than a Simpsons TV episode because you've got Lisa and Bart, they're both basically the same person they're just bratty kids Maggie doesn't really have a role in the show Marge is not she's not Marge at all she's if anything she's like the Homer of the of the show in this episode she kind of it is between the, between the drinking and I mean the 
that didn't bother me so much. I've actually found that kind of funny. Probably the biggest quote-unquote shock that I got is when Homer walks in and they're all sort of sitting around the TV, eating TV dinners, including Marge, just sort of sprawled out on the couch, just shoveling a TV dinner. I'm like, oh, <laughs> to quote Dando, oh my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to quote Dando. <laughs> but yeah, so when they're you know, shoveling the food in, when she's pleading to Homer, you know, this is a dagger through your family's heart. Don't pawn the TV. Don't do this. Mm. I was like, this is role reversal with Homer. Homer's the voice of reason in this episode. Now, this was one of the first Damn. produced episodes, so it would make sense for this to feel like that transition period where they're going from the Tracy Ullman shorts to this new show. Yeah. And we have to give the show kudos, the creators kudos, because they obviously saw this and went, this isn't what's going to work. Mm. So it's fine for a standalone episode, but still, it, it just, it just, it's just a bizarre one to watch. It just feels so left of center. It's it's a test pilot, you know. It's it's like watching. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. This this yeah. was like this should be considered the pilot, the tester. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like watching the early performance by, you know, an actor that you really like, and they're still sort of finding their instrument. Or the early game of uh, of a sports person, or the early sort of performance of a sports person before they really sort of nail their technique. You see the um, the seeds of what can become something really great and something you know, completely memorable, but it's not quite there yet. Yeah, well, we're doing the Seinfeld podcast as well, available everywhere, wherever you find your, your podcast, Talking Seinfeld, check it out, Guy and I, reviewing every episode of Seinfeld, but in those first couple of episodes, Michael Richards didn't really know what Kramer was at that point, did he? And it's no, so different from what not. Kramer would become, even in the end of season one, season two. So this is very similar. It's just they didn't quite know what the show was going to be yet. So if you yeah. go into this episode knowing that, it's fine. Yeah, and it makes it more entertaining in a way. If you're if you are a big big fan of the show, going back and watching it sort of gather momentum, find its rhythm, find its voice, it's uh, like watching it evolve in real time. If you watch a bunch of these early episodes back to back, it's like oh, you can see it actually taking shape, and mm. that's kind of exciting. The only thing was that because it was filmed, because it was the beginning, and they were filmed and produced, not filmed, they were produced and uh, aired in weird order. So like, for example, Bart the Genius wasn't the first one produced. This was one of the first ones produced, if not the first one produced. So for this to air, there was a point actually where, it's at the start of this one where he says, "This is that's the only time the boss had spoken to me without saying mm. dumbhead or what was, I don't know. Bonehead. Bo- bonehead, bonehead, sorry, <laughs> dumbhead. What was I thinking? But the thing is, the last episode was Homer's Odyssey where Mr. Burns offers Homer a job. Ah, right, yeah. So so because they've aired them out of order and which are produced, things like that don't really make sense if you're watching them in order, you know? Yeah, I'm not sure if that's something that just Fox did or that networks in general did, but, I mean, that happened with a lot of shows that aired on Fox. I know the original episode was supposed to be, the first pilot was supposed to be Some Enchanted Evening, but because it was just not well-received at all at the screener, they pushed it back to the end of the season, and because it was close to Christmas, they brought... The Simpsons roasting on an open fire forward to be the pilot. Yeah. This isn't specifically Fox, but I mean, shows like uh, Firefly, I think uh, at least a couple of episodes were aired out of order. Uh, all of them. That, that show got destroyed because it was because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freaks and Geeks, I think it happened to as well. Oh, at, okay. least one, at least one episode. Futurama um, was like that? Oh, really? Okay, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, the, the 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 thinking behind that, I'm look, I'm not 100 sure. I'm sure that the uh, the people who did it had their reasons and thought they were front loading the season with the the stuff that they thought people wanted to see. But yeah, when it 
when the show gains a bit of a tail and you're able to, and people are going back and checking out the early episodes, they're like, hmm, what? Doesn't make any sense. Hey, my favourite. So what was your favourite moment from There's No Disgrace Like Home? Uh, look, I had one or two. Uh, yeah. I've, I've got to say I was a big fan of the Dr. Marvin Monroe ad that they watched the TV oh, commercial. That was one of my first two. Why don't you both shut up? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure I've talked about this in the past, but he reminded me of that um, kids' bubble bath ad, Mr. Matey. Did I ever That's tell you right. that? That's right. You have spoken yes. about that. Yeah, yeah. I want my Mr. Matey! Yeah, <laughs> very similar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, just the, um, I don't know if he's a hand-picked husband or not, but I'll tell you what would make me feel better. Just shut your damn trap. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, got a, no, I got a bit up. of a giggle no, out of that. You shut one. up. You shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot like um, it's a lot of this podcast when uh, when we're not recording, listeners. Yeah, exactly like, right. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the Dando and Guy uh, dynamic. Um, and as I uh, said earlier, I just love that Homer's pronunciation of bonehead. <laughs> you know, he's, yeah, he's, he's like he's he's sad. He's, he's embarrassed. Like, he really I've had enough. Yeah, he really wants the respect of his boss, <laughs> or he just, you know, he w- or at least would prefer that his boss didn't call him a boonhead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really liked the ad, as you mentioned, but also when Bart's trying to beat Mr. Burns, Homer stops him. Mr. Burns, cocky, <laughs> close one this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's almost like you watch that going, is he oblivious to what happened, or is he just so full of himself that he's just... He's just he's head so far up his own ass that he believes mm. that he's still good enough to beat this kid. Yeah. I th- I think he's saving face. I think he's like, ooh, close one this year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I I think he knows that. Um, look, anyone <laughs> putting in any effort whatsoever could just you know absolutely whip the pants off him. But he, you know, he's got to make out like, ooh, I'm always down for a bit of tough competition. Now was Harry voicing. Uh, Mr. Burns in this episode or was it still Christopher Collins because I know Christopher Collins did him in the last episode but it didn't work out with him I'm just going to double check it sounded very familiar in that it sounded like Harry if that, that's what I mean But uh, let's have a look but having said that I mean when we talked about Christopher Collins I was a bit yeah you know, I noticed a bit of difference but I was surprised to learn that uh, that it was actually this other guy not Harry Shearer well, it says he was in the Snow Disgrace like home, but it doesn't see which character he voiced in it. So I'm not too sure. I'm just going to say it was Harry. I'm just going to say it's Harry. I don't know. I'm not, not basing it on anything. I'm just going to throw it out there. It was Harry. You do it. <laughs> okay. Even, if it, now even it's- if it wasn't, it's now official. <laughs> now it's canon. Yeah. Next question. You there, eating the paste. So what was your trivia for this week? Hit me. What have you, what have you got for trivia this week, Mr. Davis? Trivia. Righto, then. Uh, the... Kid who is not happy to be at the Burns uh, shindig, what is yeah. he missing? Oh, he, like he, he, Little League Baseball or something? Little That is correct. He, he is missing Little League for this. Little League, yes. I was going to say Little Athletics, but uh, that's, not, <laughs> that's not what he said. Uh, my first Miss- question is, that family will be gone by when? I was going to say the sack race, but that's not right. No, um, that's not right, no. It's an event that we don't see. Egg and spoon race? Nope, it's... Think of it's two teams trying to tug of like war. A test it. Tug of war. No, well no, done. Gone by the tug of war, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A kiss from Bart costs how much, or how uh, much is how much is Homer willing to pay for it? Five dollars. Five. Five. Five dollars. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Hit me. What is the name of the police dog? 
would go on to play a key role this name in the life of Mr. Burns. Oh, oh I'm doing terribly this episode. Think of the the, the, the the little fairy guy that travelled around the world that once belonged to Mr. Burns. His little oh, stuffed Bobo. teddy. Bobo. Bobo. <laughs> yes. I was thinking of old Scratch for some reason. Okay, which is yeah. That's, that's South Park. A, an entirely <laughs> other podcast. That's going down to South Park uh, yes. with your pals Guy and Dando. Also available everywhere you find a good podcast. Where you find good podcasts. Uh, my next question to you. What is Dr. Marvin Munro's phone number? Oh, that's actually my last question. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> 1-800-555-HUGS. Now, hugs. here's a question for you. What is HUGS? What's that on, on the keypad? Ah, hang on, let me get my phone. <laughs> I, I don't know this off the top of my head. 4847. So 1-800-555-4847. That is the number to call if you want Dr. Marvin Munro's Family Therapy Centre. <laughs> 131332. No, no, no. Different <laughs> number altogether. Uh, would you like me to ask one or should you ask one? I've run out of questions, so you can ask one more for me, sir. All right. How much is in the college fund piggy bank? Oh, that's eighty-eight fifty. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. I'm getting nailing the trivia this week. What's going on? <laughs> you got, you got any more? I'm, I'm feeling it. <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, guys. That is trivia for There's No Disgrace Like Home. We'll be right back after this short break with our in-depth review. If you feel like having yourself a time, then check out our new podcast, Going Down to South Park, where we go back and revisit every episode of the iconic series, dissecting the stories, reveling in chef sing-alongs, and chuckling at the occasional fart joke. Going Down to South Park is available now for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Are you tired of listening to people talk about something and would just rather hear two losers talk about nothing? Well, look no further than Talking Seinfeld, our podcast discussing every episode of the number one show of the 90s. Talking Seinfeld is available now for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Yes, it is indeed shout-out time for the people who have signed up to Patreon this week, as well as our $20 patrons for the month. However, Dylan Haggett and Kane Von Nagy, $100 patrons for the month. Double thumbs up to you guys. So $20 patrons, we've got Jordan Molman, Richie, Nick Barbaro, Andrew Zer, Noah Daniel, Christopher Darby, Keith Nedham, Adam Sanderson, Bella Winderbank, Ben Smith, Daniel Kotnick, David Stewart, George McMenemy, Jonathan Rossi, Katie G, Mark Boston Burgess, Matt Thompson, Nick Patterson, Sean Devey, Shannon Hofer, Stephen Roberts, the iconic June fucking Richards, Tom Pickering, Zach Pruitt, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, Jenna Rice, and our newbie, Mr. Joel Yoland. Thank you so much, guys. Also going to throw some shout-outs to these fine people as well. Nick Dinsdale, Michael Bernstein, Ginger Field, Becky Manners, Thomas Wilford, Dougie Penman, as well as Mark Nelson. Thank you so much for your support, guys, on Patreon. Don't forget, if you want to support the show and get access to a bunch of exclusive content in return, early access to all the podcasts we do here on the network, including Talking Seinfeld, the one about friends, going down to South Park, this one, and much, much more. Access into our exclusive Patreon Facebook group for daily banter with Guy and myself, monthly Zoom calls, access into the Guy Davis New Dame Championship, prize draws, and much, much more. Just go to patreon.com slash four-figure discount for as little as $1 per month. You can check it out by following the link in the description of this podcast. But thank you so much for listening to the show. Regardless, we do love each and every one of you, and I hope you enjoy our review of There's No Disgrace Like Home. The original air date of There's No Disgrace Like Home was January 28th, 1990. It was written by Al Jean and Mike Reese, two of the absolute biggest legends in the history of The Simpsons, mm. and it was directed by Greg Vanzo and Kent Butterworth. 
Uh, the chalkboard gag, I will not burp in class, and the cash gag was on with the family all jumps on the couch. Homer gets squeezed off, and he screams, dope. So uh, this episode was actually the first episode that aired in the UK, can you believe? All the way in 1996. Okay, I should say aired on, I think they call it like free-to-air TV, whatever they, the equivalent of that okay. is in the UK, BBC. So this was the first one they aired in 1996. Oh, holy moly. Six old years. It was... It was a fascinating time, sort of pre-internet, when you actually had to really wait for stuff. And there usually mm. would be those long periods of, um, especially with movies and TV shows, like you'd be reading American or English magazines or whatever, and like, opening this Friday, I'm like, oh, but not for another six months in Australia. Yeah, uh, and it, it used to feel like at least two to three months behind all the time with movie releases, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And, and you couldn't even pirate them or anything like that, so... Not that you would no. now, anyway. Uh, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't until... When was the first time you remember seeing a pirated copy? I think we might have asked you this question, actually. I remember a mate of mine brought back like a VHS of uh, Tim Burton's Batman from overseas. I think, actually, I don't think you have told me that. That would have been awesome. Except I think it had been in the cinemas for a couple of weeks and like everyone had already seen it anyway. Oh, and yeah, it was still, really... you're watching it at your house, though. That's a difference. True, true. But it was a really sort of shit copy as well. I mean, you know, clearly filmed with like some big brickish uh, VHS camcorder at the back of a cinema somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, bad angle, bad sound. Is that, is that Batman there? You know, because well, it, it's, ex- yeah. it's not exactly a light movie anyway, so it's all very no, shadowy. No, not at all. It used to be <laughs> the case of before we had downloads and things like that was you would get what, we, in my day, it was called a VCD. So it was a, a movie sprawled across two CD discs. Uh, but yeah. you, would go, you would go to the movies and see it. Then you'd get it on VCD. And even though the copy was shit, it was enough to tide you over until you got the proper copy coming out like three months yeah. later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. uh, but, but it's funny looking at the op- these opening credits for, um, you can tell you're very much in the early days. Yeah. Uh, not only because uh, instead of... Um, Mr. Burns and Smithers sort of looking over Homer as he quits for the day. It's that dude eating the sandwich. Uh, but also, just, I will not burp in class as the uh, as the chalkboard gag is a bit, okay, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're just, you're coming up with stuff, but you're not really sort of coming not up try, with the A-grade gag. They're not trying gag, to be witty at this point. They're just getting no, things that no. a kid would actually be getting detention for. Yeah, it's more, you know, Bart's, let, <laughs> Bart's had to stay up to school and write lines on the blackboard as they as they yeah, did yeah. when, um, when they were in trouble. So, yeah. But it's very uh, indicative of like, okay, we're in early Simpsons here. Even the colour scheme of the opener as well. I think the colour, the, the the front of the school is like a purple colour as opposed to mm. the, the, the beige that we know it as. And yeah. the just the, the colours of the walls when you're seeing the TV at the end there and things like that just, just feels different, yeah. It does. And also, I think I appreciate Danny Elfman's theme a bit more in these early episodes. I mean, you are sort of watching... The whole credit sequence feels slightly longer. And for some reason, I find myself paying more attention to the music. And I'm like, this is a really inspired, you know, theme tune. I mean, it's got such energy and it's really sort of manic, but it's also very musical and lyrical. It's just kind of perfect, if you know what I mean. It's It was the perfect theme for this show. I do remember when you played the original Simpsons arcade game on the Konami, I want to say the brand is, the old uh, mm-hmm. the old school arcade machine. When you t- when you first put your, your credits in and push start, they would play like this intro, but it was in like arcade form. I oh. remember being like so cool. It's like, oh my God, I'm watching the intro of this arcade machine. Just yeah, whenever <laughs> I watch the season one intro, it takes me back to seeing it on the arcade machine. Mm. Oh, nice. 
All right, so the episode kicks off the kids fighting over which one loves Homer more. One thing I wanted to point out, <laughs> one annoying thing was this, was we got a lot of Homer screaming someone's name, whether it be Bart, Lisa, mm. Marge. It, it's just that was the, they say something and then Homer goes, Bart, Lisa. It was like, oh, stop fucking yelling all the time. I, I know, but I guess he's trying to sort of, in, you know, indoctrinate the viewers into like, this is this character. <laughs> this is this character's name. Remember that name. <laughs> yep, that's a good point, yeah. The kids there, but the funny of which one loves him more. This is where Homer mentions the boss's picnic, you better not misbehave because he wants to impress his boss. So uh, they he takes the marshmallow out of the gelatin dessert, which we find out is not what Mr. Burns wanted. <laughs> no. Homer? I'm trying to get at least some of the unfortunate noises out of my system while I can, Marge. I don't want to embarrass myself at the company picnic. Have you ever done that? Or do you ever do that where you're going into an office or you're going somewhere indoors so you fart before you enter to make sure you don't do it when you're inside? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, all right, let her, let her rip, let her rip now, get it all out and then go in. <laughs> yeah, if you feel like you've got any sort of gas in your system at all, you're like, I'm trying to work up that big burp and then just do like a massive... Yeah, it's like... Wait two okay, or three we'll- seconds for the, for, to, to pass away and then... Yeah, and then you... <laughs> Get it, yeah. get it all out, and then you know maybe sort of, you know, wiggle the uh, wiggle the downstairs area bits. Like, is there anything lodged in there? All right, <laughs> nope, we're all good, we're all good. <laughs> a, a, a little wet, but we'll be fine. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm, I'm, no, I I have I relate to Homer in many ways, but getting unfortunate noises out of the system, yeah, that's absolutely one of them. Yeah, for sure. They arrive safely at Burns Manor, a play on Wayne Manor from Batman. You just mentioned State, Batman. Stately Burns Manor, he calls it, yeah. Yeah, Stately Burns Manor. They are walking in, and Homer says to the kids, he gives them the option between respect and something else. I can't quite remember Love what it was. and all respect. Love and respect. <laughs> and Lisa says, tough choice. I thought Lisa, who do you think was the most out of character in this, Lisa or Marge? I think Lisa. It's a, it's a, it's a very much a line call, isn't it? Uh, I'm going to say Marge. Okay. Because I think she's... Sort of more demonstrative and 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 very much a one eighty flip from the way we normally see her, and it's also the same with Lisa, but she's not as in the episode as much. That's true. I yeah, mean, much is usually the rock that holds the family together. It is, and you can glue, sometimes yeah. see Lisa getting up to a little bit of mischief. I mean, not in the same way that Bart does, although I do think she is kind of easily led astray on occasion or gets into the spirit of the thing. And seeing her here. Um, you know, when they actually get into the party and Bart's torturing the swans or something, but then you see Lisa's sort of poking her head out of the fountain and then doing a little sort of ballet thing on yeah, the side yeah. and <laughs> spitting water as well. Oh, that's cute. She's having fun. <laughs> so <laughs> it is out of character, eight. you're right, but I think Marge is, is a lot, is more out of character, more frequently and more demonstra- uh, demonstratively. Burns and Smithers are waiting at the door. Good to see you. Glad you could make it. Oh, thank you, Mr. Burns. I'm so glad you invited us. Not me. I had to miss Little League for this. Quiet, Tom. Oh, please, please, don't fight. Just go out back and have a good time. Fire that man, Smithers. I don't want him or his unpleasant family to ruin my picnic. He'll be gone by the talk of war, sir. Excellent. <laughs> I feel sorry for that dude. I mean, he's clearly putting on his game face as well. Like, oh, we're so happy to be you, Mr. Burns. <laughs> That's kind yeah. Of <laughs> he's, doing a, he's doing some A-grade sucking up. And, and and the kid just blows it for him with you yeah. know just by being a typical kid who's like because in all honesty 
stately Wayne, uh, stately Wayne, stately Burns Manor does actually look quite nice, and there's a shit ton of gelatin dessert to feast on. But you know, I think when you're a kid, you're kind of like, mm, I think I'd really rather be doing my own thing. Yeah, yeah, especially Little League. Man, well, I yeah. used to love a Little League footy. <laughs> but he doesn't uh, know the name of Homer. So I thought here though that Smithers would know who Homer is, surely. Yeah, give it. Smithers is a real sort of details guy, isn't Cause he? Smithers is the one giving Mr. Burns the cards, so Mr. Burns doesn't know who Homer is, so he has to tell Smithers is, who he is. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, whatever. So Smithers would have to know because he's got, yeah, I mean, he'd be going through his files. He's like, well, I know yeah. that's Simpson, so there you go. I did like the, don't correct the man, Brat. <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone has brought gelatin dessert. A very nice image, by the way, of just the table full of... Um, Jelly, full of, gel- call full of gelatin desserts are just wobbling like that. We, we would just call that jelly, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, gelatin, gelatin gel- dessert. Gel- gelatin dessert just sounds very clinical and kind of horrible. It sounds like something a hipster cafe would call it so they can charge $14 as opposed to three. May- <laughs> Home Homemade gelatin dessert. <laughs> Ooh, delightful. But, um, but jelly just sounds nicer than gelatin, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Aeroplane jelly. Have you, if, Aeroplane jelly for me. What a for jingle. Me. Have you ever had it with with marshmallows in it? I never have. Never. I've had frog in a pond, but not, not marshmallows in the pond. Oh, frog in the pond is the... The chocolate candy. frog, yeah. Chocolate frogs, yeah. Oh, I don't think yeah. I've ever had that either. Really? It used to be I think when I was a kid. You get, you, get a, you get a pizza hut, all you can eat back in the day. You get the frog oh, in the okay. pond, so it's jelly, a little bowl of jelly with a, a Cadbury Freddo in it. Then you go over to like the soft serve machine, just fill it up with soft serve as well. It was the best. Cover oh, it damn, that sounds red. Oh, so well, that, good. I'm, I do miss nice. All You Can Eat Pizza Hut. They still do exist. There's one in Ballarat, which is about a, say, 50-minute drive from here. And some would argue not worth the drive. Some would say those people are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we all know which party Dando uh, belongs to. Homer gets angry because I think Mr. Burns says, you know, go relax and be yourself. Bart says, you know, that gives you the chance to sit around and scratch yourself. Homer gets angry with him. Mr. Burns <laughs> sees this. He goes, no, no, no. We're just having a little discussion. Then we get a, a line here which appeared on a lot of posters. I've actually got an old school poster from 1990 which says this catchphrase of, as far as anyone knows, we're a nice, normal family. Family. <laughs> it's kind of like the, the slogan for the earlier years. Yeah. The kids all then race off to be naughty and Homer screams off saying, be normal, be normal. Be normal. And Marge, Marge takes the offer to dump the kids in the nursery and go have some punch. They leave the kids supervised at least, which is good, a.k.a. the Happy Little Tree Elves. Happy Little Tree Elves. I was going to ask what the name of that cartoon was. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's like, Nicholas. like, I'm taking Holly out for a walk with the, with the neighbor today. Um, can you watch Elliot for an hour? I'm like, yeah, sure. Front door closes. All right, Elliot, what movie's going on, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Uh, we put on the new Scooby-Doo movie, Scoob. He loves it. Scoob? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He loves Scooby-Doo at the moment. Absolutely loves it. I've got this thing where he's got a, they're called like a magnetic book. So the, the book, you open it up and there's obviously uh, magnets inside of it and you mm-hmm. get little characters and you can stick them all over and create your own scenes, that kind of thing. Yeah. But he has a thing at the moment where we, we do magic every night before bed. He gets his Scooby-Doo book. And he has the the, the 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 book comes with little versions of the characters, like the, the main five from Mystery Inc, and bigger mm-hmm. versions of them, and some bad guys like ghosts and vampires and stuff like that. But we have this trick where he puts the big one down, and he gets his vampire, and he wants to turn them as he puts it teeny weeny. So he goes one, two, three, and as he's throwing the vampire down, I quickly smack the big one underneath between my legs, which he doesn't see because it's happening so quick. 
And he goes, it's gone. But little does he know, whilst I was putting the book down, I put the teeny-weeny version of said character under the book. So when he picks it up, he thinks he's turned the big one small oh, underneath the book. That's the father <laughs> of the you shit right there, Dando. Well done. <laughs> it's, it's like he's, he's just, his little face, when he sees it, he's like, he shakes. He's like, he's like that's like, it's like, I said to Nicola, this is me when I first saw Jurassic Park. I was like... I know that shit's fake, but that's a fucking dinosaur. That is a fucking <laughs> dinosaur. Like, you can't tell me I, otherwise. <laughs> I think you will. I think you're probably entertaining yourself more than you are your son. Oh, look, it's it's 100. I'm having a ball. I actually said to Nicola today before we came here to do this podcast. I said, uh, I'm actually just loving hanging out with Elliot now. He's at the age oh, where good. he's not. I don't feel like I'm watching him. I feel like I'm hanging out with him. No, it's just yeah. It's just it's. it's Fatherhood is really fun at the moment. I'm loving it. It's really good. Oh, good. But anyway, enough about me and my family. Let's get to the Simpson family. And Indeed. Marge has left the kids, or left Maggie to watch the happy little tree elves. The kids are all running amok and just causing Homer a headache, which I'm not looking forward to. There will be a time when the kids are just going crazy at a party, and I'll just wish they weren't. But then they get the announcement that it's time for the father-son sack race, and competing is mandatory. Repeat, mandatory. Mandatory. <laughs> so what's the, what's the rule for this? Do you remember? Mr. Davis, what's the rule that Bart must follow? Oh, let the boss win. Shut up and let the boss win, yes. <laughs> shut, up and let, shut up and let the boss win. Forgot about the first part. Yeah. <laughs> the women are then bragging about their kids, or one woman in particular. I just love this. It's very similar to the woman who we saw uh, on Seinfeld, the last one we reviewed. From Oh, yeah. What was that episode called? What was that? The, the baby shower. The baby where, shower. But she's bragging about her kids, this woman here. You know, the, my kids are so good at this, so good at that. Usually, I just the, the, I use their grades as a tiebreaker, but they both got straight A's today. <laughs> well, what was it? I think Joshua was the captain of the football team, and Amber was the lead in the play, and they both lead got in the straight play, A's. Yeah, it's just you just want to just like uh. slap her, like shut up. <laughs> <laughs> then Mar- Marge. What I love about Marge in this episode, at least you know she's out of character, but she still is proud of her family. Oh, and even yeah. when they go, oh, really? Your family? She goes, yeah, you know, we, we, we're average, but, you know, I love <laughs> she's them. Real, she's realistic, but she's proud, but realistic. Yep, that's true. <laughs> but she's clearly getting tipsy at this point. And it is this oh, very good. odd seeing Marge drunk because we don't see it very often at all. No. <laughs> Smithers then lets Mr. Burns have a head start in the sack race. Bart tries to win. Uh, uh, that really did fit the Bart character. He's like, fuck this. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. going for it. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying the shade. Hey, brother, boy, the one. Trick the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, boy, the one. He's here, unless oh. my one and only. Goodbye, friends, and don't be lonely. Hey, brother, boy, the one. I Did you try the punch? Snap out of it, Marge. You've got to come with me. The boss is going to make a toast. Oh, well, I'm not much of a drinker. Why, you picked the perfect time to start. You said you didn't mind this moment. Uh, I thought it was fine. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. actually there's there's a bit a little later on that I liked a lot more involving Marge that I really related to. But uh, look, I think it's an interesting um, <laughs> that's that's faint praise, but no, a fun moment. But uh, yeah, look, certainly not up there with my all time favourites. But it's yeah, it's weird as you say, just seeing Marge behave in this fashion, you know, and Homer coming to the rescue. I mean, it, it's such yeah. a uh, it's such a 180 uh, degree flip from what we've uh, what we're used to. That's the so, opposite uh, of Hey Marge, guess how many boobs I saw today? 15. <laughs> 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 so she passes out in Homer's arms. Not done pass out, but she's just she's had enough really. Yeah. Even though she's not much of a drinker. Then Mr. Burns is thanking everybody for coming. 
but you know, get off my property. The hounds will be released in ten minutes. Indeed. What the bit that I did like is um, you know Burns is you know, giving his speech and all that, and Homer's trying to sort of shush Marge, and she's trying to uh, yeah. maintain a bit of decorum. Well, well, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I mean, so, sorry, 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 sorry. Because <laughs> it was pretty very well I'm acted pretty, by Julie there, wasn't it? It is very well acted by Julie, because and very relatable. Because I'm pretty sure I've done that as well on a few occasions when I've been pissed. It's like someone said, "Guy, I want to tone it down a bit." I'm like, no, 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 sorry, no. <laughs> certainly didn't want to offend. <laughs> I can imagine you at like, you know, just an engagement party or something. They're doing the speeches and you're like, fucking yeah, woohoo. And they're like, the speeches are finished yet. Guy, be quiet. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, oh. sorry. You're not. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> so then we, they're all leaving and we got the nice family leaving. And Mr. Burns predicts big things for this uh, for this guy. So Homer overhears that and says, come on, bye, give me a kiss. Not, it's not happening. Obviously, in $5. But Mr. Burns, he's well aware of what Homer's trying to do here. Mm-hmm. How great was Smithers? Fabulous observation, sir. Just fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think that Mr. Burns would kind of um, appreciate that, though. I, uh, you, the character that he would become does, yeah. Yeah, you think, like, Ooh, that man's clearly a bit of a go-getter. You yeah. know, Simpson, you remind me of a young me. He knows how to get on my right side, all that kind of business. <laughs> um, and, and Smithers would be the one who would then interrupt and say, he's clearly just trying to trick you, sir. Oh, be <laughs> quiet, Smithers. I, you think I'm aware of that? <laughs> but the, yeah the nice family uh, uh, they, they're walking out and Homer says oh thank god we don't have to be like that anymore we don't have to pretend and oh, what is that I, I pity you that's a really harsh thing to say to somebody it's, I pity you it's really bad <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's kind of the nuclear option when you're um, yeah. <laughs> when you're dissing someone oh, I don't even dislike you I, I just pity you that's oh. what it's one of my favourite lines <laughs> in Toy Story you are a strange, sad little man, and you have my pity. Farewell. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so Homer here is looking at the nice family compared to his family and how they, they're just complete opposites. You know, what the, yeah. the son's letting the daughter, letting his sister in first. The kids are fighting and who's going to get into the car first. Marge here is amazing, isn't it? <laughs> but to echo, but to, oh, sorry, I think I'm going to be sick. But yeah. to, to echo a line that Bart says in a few minutes down the line these people are obviously freaks I'm sorry. oh how great is that line yeah but you know the kid after you little sister oh thank you so much and all that kind of it's like eh. look I'm all for good manners of course but at the same time no I think most families are more like the Simpsons and they I don't want the back seat. I'm riding shotgun. And at least one of you is pissed you know the designated driver is kind of like yeah god I gotta take these effing people home what a nightmare <laughs> that's that's why I love the payoff for this family that comes later in the episode how great is it true mm-hmm. yes but Homer is just he's clearly he's realised his family and he, in his mind are not good people the other family drive off singing bingo then we get the Simpsons saying one of us one of us which of apparently us. comes from a film called Freaks it does come from a 1930s film called Freaks uh, a very notorious film um Basically about a um, freak group show? of circus group of circus freaks essentially. Say, yeah. so that, that, that seems I'm, to be the, the thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of the 21st century diplomatic way to say it, but there really is none. It's just, I don't think. Well, I don't think they exist in 2021, which is probably why you just have to refer to them as what they were originally referred to as. That is correct. Yeah, but uh, yeah, a pretty interesting film that um, 
I remember seeing like at midnight one night on Channel okay. 7. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh, I've heard about this movie. It's apparently it's so, you know, freaky and bizarre and sad. And it's like, eh, it's actually pretty good. But it, it does have a terrific ending. So, yeah. One Ooh. of us, one of us comes from freaks. Okay. <laughs> we come back from commercial. The family are all watching The Bird Show, which goes for a long time. Then watching the, the little documentary about the birds, just like the father goes out and collects, or the mother goes out and collects the food. And then she has to regurgitate it to the baby's mouth. It just it goes for about like fifteen seconds. I was like, there wasn't really a gag. There. Where did you did you watch the the disc of this episode or Disney Plus? So Homer walks in and turns the TV off as they're watching TV. Okay then, because I, hmm, I watched it on Disney Plus and I don't recall that part. But oh okay, but yeah, we, it was uneventful. You didn't miss anything. But Homer switches <laughs> the TV off. They're annoyed by this, and he says, "We're going to go eat." This is the part where Marge was sitting on the couch eating. He says, yes. "We're going to go to the dining room." Eat at the at the dining table like a normal family. Lisa says, "Commence shoveling." The the <laughs> visual and sound of them shoveling was Arr. gross. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Plus, you know, the average size of your uh, your TV dinner as well. I think if you're shoveling, you're gonna probably you'll make it. You'll devour that dinner in maybe what three. Yeah. Gob, gob, it ain't gonna yeah. be much. Yeah, but Homer says, "Grace." Why did you smite me with this family, Lord? <laughs> I love Martin. Don't like you bad-mouthing us to the man upstairs. I'm always happy when someone refers to God as the man upstairs. I think it's such yeah. a great nickname. <laughs> Lisa says, you know, a lot of families are actually like us, so Homer takes them out to prove that she is wrong, and they go and spy another family through the door. Look, the dad has a shirt on. <gasps> Napkins. I love that. I love that line. Napkins. So amazing. These people are obviously freaks. Freaks. Yeah. See, <laughs> uh, it's moments like this in 1990 that the casual viewer watching The Simpsons would have really related to this and found this funny. Oh yeah, absolutely. Particularly a Fox viewer. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> yeah. I think at this stage you were used to when it came to family sitcoms, you were pretty much. You're a Family Ties guy, you're a Growing Pains guy, and they were always... Yeah, you said that, yeah. The Cosby Show was big at the time. Yeah, and those families had their problems, but you know, they were always like, hey, I love you guys, and that's how it traditionally ended. And The Simpsons does that to some degree as well, but never sort of says it explicitly. I guess this, I guess this episode does a good job of proving the difference between what you expected from a TV family and what you're going to get with The Simpsons. That is correct. And also with an animated TV family as well. Yep, which were they even existent in 1990 anymore? Animated families? You still have Flintstones and stuff, but they're finished by now. Very much so, yeah. Uh, but the you know they they go to the next house and wow, these people actually like talking to each other. What do you think they're doing? What do you think they're saying? <laughs> Papa, I heard something. Better get the gun. The fact that he actually fires at them, I was like, whoa! It's a terrific line reading by whoever says that. By the way, do you think it was Harry? It sounded a bit like Harry. Mm, I reckon, or maybe Dan. Uh, I was gonna say maybe Dan, but I, I would I would believe you if you said Harry. Yeah, better get the gun. <laughs> Just a- they then look in the next house, make fun of it, trample on the gun, and realize that it's their own. A funny gag, but just not realistic because you're trying to expect them to believe they walked up to their own house and none of them noticed. Yeah, Homer is then <laughs> at Moe's. He's all sad. Lou and Eddie arrive to say hello. Little shocked by the black hair on Mo, the jet black hair on Mo. Yeah, Mo, he has the darker hair in the earlier seasons. You've got the saloon bar doors. Just, it's, it's very different. Yeah, it almost one. sounds like, um, hey, Mo, you're not talking with your accent no more because it almost has that a bit more of yeah. that sort of uh, that accent going on when he's first when you first hear it. What's the matter, Homer? What's about the Homer? 
Hey, go for the face. Yeah. Plus, Lou is white in this. Yeah. And, or um, yellow. And, I guess Bar- and Barney looks different as well. He's got the yellow hair. He hasn't got brown hair yet. Yeah. Similar to the pilot episode. The dog, they got a sniff of dog because they're trying to find a peeping Tom, which obviously was the Simpsons family. It finds Homer, and I've got some <laughs> wieners in my pocket. Oh, it makes sense. <laughs> Stupid dog. <laughs> Uh, I hope then tells a story about his mum. No, she told me something once. Homer, you're a big disappointment. And oh. she was right. Then Barney badmouths the kids. They get into a fight. The boxing commentary sort of matches their fight. Really mm. weird. It's just weird. Like, Boggs went ahead and knocks him to the floor. It's just, it was strange. But then we get the commercial for Dr. Marvin Monroe, which was just amazing. <laughs> All Star Boxing is brought to you by Dr. Marvin Monroe's Family Therapy Center. Huh? What? Honey, aren't you going to work today? No, I don't think so. Honey, you have a problem, and it won't get better till you admit it. I admit this. You better shut your big yap. Oh, you shut up. No, you shut up. No, you shut up. Oh, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. up. Why don't you both shut up? Hi, friends. I'm Dr. Marvin Monroe. Does this scene look familiar? (laughs) If so, I can help. No gimmicks, no pills, no fad diets. Just family bliss. Or double your money back. So call today. Dr. Marvin Monroe's Family Therapy Center. 1-800-555-HUGS. Why don't you call right now? But key for it, though, being there, the family bliss or double your money back. Remember yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Then Homer says, you know, the answer to life's problems aren't at the bottom of a the bottle. They're on TV. TV. <laughs> we then come back from a second commercial break to the family watching TV again. He walks in. Homer walks in and says that he's booked them for Marvin Monroe. Uh, what did you say? You booked us in for something that you saw that advertises during pro wrestling, boxing, Lisa. There's a world of difference. <laughs> <laughs> but in 2021, it's like boxing. There isn't much difference. You got fucking Paul Logan Paul, whatever his name is, fighting people. It's the most staged thing you've ever seen. True, true. <laughs> it's become a, it's a circus, mate. The guy was in shape. I got to say that. Yeah, but and it wasn't a real <laughs> boxing fight. Uh, Guys at work were all about it, and I was like, "You do realize that there's there's not a chance." I said because Floyd Mayweather has never lost, right? So he fought Floyd Mayweather. The dude's never lost, and they they went into the fight saying this fight is unsanctioned, which means the result is not going to go on anyone's record. And I was like, right. "Any buffoon knows that this fight isn't <laughs> going to have a fucking result then, because if it was going to have a go into the record, then clearly Mayweather's going to knock him out." But they made a point of saying, just so you know, this fight doesn't really count and doesn't really matter. Wink, wink. So they were, they were you're never going to knock out fucking Logan Paul. Never. It's all staged. <laughs> Look, I'll give Logan Paul props for just getting into the ring with Mayweather. <laughs> I'll give him props for just being able to work out how to scam $120 million from the casual person. I must admit, that is, that is pretty good. <laughs> who, was, who was really knocked out? It was us. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> But yeah, but so so he tells the family that he's booked them in for for Marvin Monroe, but it's going to cost two hundred and fifty dollars. Marsh says we haven't got that much money, and there's clearly not enough in the college fund. They've only got like eighty eight dollars fifty. So he says there's only one thing we have to do now to be able to do it, and they, he's walking off with the TV. This is something Homer would never do. Pawn the no. TV. It ain't happening. But he's, he's he really wants his family to become a nice normal family. Couldn't we pawn my engagement ring instead? Now I appreciate that, honey, but. We need $150 here. Afternoon, Simpson. 
So what can I do for you? Would you pay $150 for this lovely Motorola? Is it cable ready? Ready as you'll ever be. Mister, you got yourself a deal. How creepy did the worker at the pawn shop work look, by the way? I love that guy. I loved his voice. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but he just, he just seems like a real creep. He, belo- he belongs in the pawn shop. What can I do you for, Simpson? Mister, you got yourself a deal. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. It's a cable ready or something, yeah. We're now oh, yeah. at, at Marvin Munro's. <laughs> now, this is the moment. This is the payoff. The nice, normal family are now sitting all disheveled and angry in the waiting room on top uh, of Munro's. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Homer's struggling on whether he can hand over the $250 or not. He's like, it's a lot of money. But then he sees the family walk out and they're all happy and mm. cheerful. So he's sold. So he, um, he gives them the money. They enter the office. Uh, they start off by trying to... He, Marvin Munro tells them to draw what makes them most angry. They all draw Homer. Homer. Homer wasn't paying attention and draws an aeroplane. <laughs> Drives a pretty. It's, he's drawn a pretty rad World War Two scene. It looks like. Yeah, yeah. He's drawn quite a lot. Pretty but excellent dogfight. I did like the animation of Homer's sad face when Marvin Monroe goes. Well, if you were paying attention, Homer's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he calls him uh, an ogre, and Bart says another successful diagnosis. This moment here, I just thought they went a little bit too far, where he says. That's it. And he picks up the lamp and he's going to smash it over Bart's head. I was like, that's a little extreme. True, true. But um, I think you've got to show them they've, they've reached rock bottom. <laughs> well, that is rock bottom, yes. <laughs> they then try out the patented aggression, uh, what was it? Aversion mallets? therapy. Yeah, the, the, the mallets. Oh, yeah, that's right. They, they, they spend a, lot of, a long time of them just sort of batting each other it goes for a while like 10 seconds there's no dialogue it's just them batting each other mm. then Bart realises that the uh, it's much more uh, much more effective if you take off the padding he belts one row on the leg he realises they're going to need more work so then we get the I think this episode is it's known for this everyone forgets what happens in the lead up it's all about the shock therapy scene therapy yeah yeah everyone remembers the shock therapy moment it's like you're watching this episode in. Uh, I remember when we did the first review years ago I was watching this going Fuck, I have like no recollection of this episode at all. Then it gets to this moment and I go, oh, it's this Shock one. Shock therapy episode. Shock treatment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this would have to be one of the most iconic scenes from the first season, I think. It's just, yeah, everyone everyone knows this moment. Mm. What I loved the most about this when they were shocking each other was that somebody shocks Maggie. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> but Mag- Maggie gets shocked as well. Who do you reckon shocked Maggie? I reckon it's Bart. Oh, no, I don't know. Uh, I'd like to think that none of them would deliberately shock Maggie. I think everyone just sort of get caught up in the heat of the moment and just mashing buttons. Mm. Going all Tekken 3, Eddie Gordo. There's some industrious uh, type out there who has probably done it freeze frame by freeze frame and thinking, yeah, yeah. ooh, when, Ma- you know, when Maggie gets shocked, someone's hand is there. <laughs> more power to that person. They're putting in more effort than, than we ever would, or than I ever would at least. They're causing like a little mini blackout throughout the city. So all the other clients leave and run away in fear. Marvin Monroe tries to kick them out, but Homer reminds him, hey, buddy, double our money back. He what said, was, he scre- was he screaming? Be healthy. Be healthy. I th- he, says, he says, this is not healthy. I think he That's says. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then he gets his $500. The family are all very proud of themselves. And yeah, Homer. It's, it, it's not the money so much as the feeling that we earned it. That we earned it, <laughs> yes. And Homer says, we're not going to go buy that old TV. We're going to get a... A new TV, 21-inch screen, realistic <laughs> flesh tones, and a little cart to wheel inside the dining room on holidays. Uh, 21-inch screen, how 90s can you get? Oh, man. just And having to wheel the television into the dining room? 
Oh yeah. god! <laughs> very, very nostalgic that that little moment there. Indeed. They all walk off happy. It was it was a nice way to end the episode. It was a nice way to end the episode, and something that I really appreciated was you hear that little um b i n g o refrain as they walk off. You know, they hear the, do you really? Is that what that was? You're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which um. Yeah. Well, well done. I never picked. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, which the perfect family was singing a bit earlier. So, the Simpsons are not are not perfect, but they're on their way to being perfect, or at least better than they were, perhaps. This so this episode is just it's a lot better than I. Gave it credit for it's. It's by no means a great episode, but I got enough laughs out of it to say it was fun. It was fine. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a good giggle. Yeah, I had a, I had a bit of a ball with it. Why not? What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn for the episode, Mister Davis? Uh that the sign of a quality family is napkins. <laughs> that is exactly true. I learned that I should be very very happy. With my 85-inch screen, if 21 Ooh. inches was apparently big in 1990. <laughs> Do you have 85 inches? Oh, the Landry one's 85 inches, yeah. I was about to say, you pack an 85 inches. <laughs> <laughs> divided uh, by 10, divided by 2. Because <laughs> <no. laughs> uh, the, the most that I can sort of fit in my, in my area, in my living room, is I, th- I don't think I can go bigger than 55. Yeah, because we've got the big open area of the, the kitchen. That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like one big room. I think you needed a bigger TV just for that reason. Because you walk into our land room, and the TV doesn't look that big. But if you put no. that TV in like this room here, you'd be like, what the hell? You know? Yeah, it's taken up a whole bunch of wall space. But uh, if, if and when the lovely Louise and I ever set up shop together, um, and you know we've got a nice sort of big open plan living area, I'd be like, big ass TV, babe. That's what yeah. we're doing. I'm, I'm surprised you, of all people, don't have the biggest TV you could possibly get, the best surround I, sound system. Oh, believe me, I thought about it and um, you know, thought about sort of rearranging the room or where would I put it, but I don't really have enough space in that regard. Where the TV goes, it's got enough room for 55 inches and you couldn't, you couldn't do much more than that. I could maybe push it to 65, but... Uh, it won't hold! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's breaking up! From this day forward, your name shall be... Alrighty, new names for There's No Disgrace Like Home, Mr. Davis. What have we got? Actually, I should say the current leaderboard for these revisited, the revisited leaderboard for season one is mm-hmm. in third position, we have Neil Parks on one. In second position, we have D.L. Gorman. And in first position, on three points each, we have Jade Fairley, Garod Harrowhill, and Philip Hawkins. All right, take it away. All right. One point... This time around goes to the aforementioned Philip Hudson Hawkins. Well done, sir. That puts you atop the leaderboard for now. Mm. He gave us trade the box for some shocks. Mm, Not bad. I thought it was pretty good. Two points to Jared. Take the bull by the horn, B. Um, With sore shock reception. Oh, very good. I like it. And just to keep the uh, shock motif going, three points go to our buddy Luke Macca, McKay, Mackay, uh, whichever. But Mackie, whatever we want to say. Or, or Mackie, Mr. Mackie. Uh, but it's Luke okay. that we're talking about. Uh, and he gave us lock, shock, and two wobbling jellos. <laughs> That's perfect. Well done, sir. I like it. Very good stuff. All right. So now the current leaderboard stands at this in third position on two points, D.L. Gorman. And Jared Hornby in second position, all tied on three points. We have Garoda Harrowhill, Luke Mackey, McKay, whatever <laughs> we want to feel like. 
and Jade uh, and Greg Harrihill and Jade Fairley. And in first position on four points, we have Philip Hawkins. Well done, sir. Don't forget, guys, if you are listening to this and you are not a four-finger discount patron, you want to be a part of the Guy Davis New Day Championship, just go to patreon.com slash four-finger discount. Links in the description of this podcast. It's where you get early access into all the podcasts we do, four-finger discount, Talking Seinfeld, going down to South Park, the one about friends and more. Get access to the Facebook group, prize draws, uh, Zoom calls monthly with Guy, myself, and much, much more. It's just patreon.com slash four-finger discount for as little as $1 per month. Of course, it's now time we head over to the Twitter page at Four Finger Pod, make sure you do follow us so you can get your name potentially read out on the air. I asked for some new names here for There's No Disgrace Like Home. Just heading on to the page now to see what has come through. Not many come through for this week, but you know, it's an older episode. People don't really tend to have that many fond memories of it. So we've got here, this one's from at Bella Bree DC, but she's got the question mark at the end with a, I don't know. So she's implied a play on Home Sweet Home. She's gone Home Sour Home. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks for contributing anyway do, I do appreciate the effort don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 4fingerpod now let's head over to the Instagram which I really want to turn into the new home of the podcast so do follow us on Instagram at 4fingerdiscount I'm going to be posting up daily memes videos as well as just photos of me and Guy Guy and myself in our day to day life all the Simpsons merchandise we have lying around the studio here so check us out at Four Finger Discount on Instagram. It is, in my opinion, the best way to follow the podcast on social media. So at Four Finger Discount on Instagram. And I've asked for some new names and they have come through. Some really good ones here. This is from at STLee88, Family Freud. I really like that. A play on Family Feud and Sigmund Freud. Double thumbs up. At Michael underscore Lombardi underscore Art, the one with the first classic moment. I'm assuming you mean the shock treatment moment. I definitely agree. It's the first... Oh, there are some classic moments earlier on, but this is the one that sort of appeared in clip shows and stuff, so I know what you're implying there. At 42 Black as well, and sent through several ones. One of them has already been used in a previous episode from this season, I think it was, season 13, Brawl in the Family. But they've also sent through The Current War, as well as Punch Drunk Marge. So not bad at all, considering Marge does get very drunk from some punch. So thank you for contributing on the Instagram page as well this week, guys. At Four Finger Discount, like I said, we want that to be the new social media home of the podcast. There's going to be daily content on there. Do follow us at Four Finger Discount. But now it is time we pull out the... Jamil! Here. Ooh. Okay, first question here comes from our man Noah Daniel. He says, what is a must-have for you when you're going to a barbecue? Me, I've got to take chicken kebabs because quite often people don't tend to have... They get the... And this is by no means a bad thing, but people tend to get the, the cheaper ones from the deli. You know, the little chicken yeah. sticks that have thigh meat? I prefer the big chunky ones that have breast meat with capsicum and stuff like that on them. So you're yeah. gonna, you usually only get them from a butcher. So I usually take those just in case... They and I'm, not that I expect them to, but I'm like, just in case you haven't got the good ones, here's a couple for me, and just make sure you don't let anyone else see them. They're, 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 they're mine, guys. Well, that, guys, see those big ones? I, I brought them. Me, Brendan, Dando, I brought them. We're, we're all aware. Cool. Yeah, are they for you, or are you sharing them around with other people? Oh, I'll, I'll usually bring like ten, and I just want, I just okay. want to make sure everyone aware that I would like to eat but, at least one of these, please. You know? Okay. <laughs> I tend to take either. Um, a delightful potato salad that I will have whipped up, or it's not really a a, a barbecue item, but uh, my ex-wife was half Lebanese, and 
the friend thing about our friends in the Lebanese community, great food. Oh, fantastic. So I remember one time we went to a barbecue up at uh, up at the in-laws, up at uh, auntie and uncles, and I decided to make the Lebanese salad tabbouleh, which is, it's parsley, cracked we, we, we wheat. All know, we all know what tabbouleh is, yeah, yeah. Tabbouleh, you know what tabbouleh yeah. is. Um, but I make, here's the whitest Anglo guy alive, making tabbouleh for legitimate Lebanese people. And <laughs> either I did really well or they were just really generous and <laughs> of spirit because I said, this is fantastic. This is really good. So now I tend to take tabbouleh to a few places as well. Hey, look, this guy, the white guy, he made this. Can you believe it? This fucking guy. <laughs> look at this guy. Look, <laughs> look at old pale face here. <laughs> then, then old grandma walks up and goes, you think you, t- you make tabbouleh better than me? <laughs> what, you, you, you think you're better than me? And then the evening just turned into a fist fight. So next question comes from... Kane Von Nagy says, what is your opinion of your current boss and would you go to a picnic with them? I prefer not to answer that question, Mr. Nagy. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I would. May I just say, Kane Von Nagy, what a name. What a handle. And he is a $100 patron this month as well. Thank you, Kane. Absolute legend. Oh, Kane, you thorough hero. Thank you. very. uh, Just for that, I'm going to answer your question. Uh, what is my opinion of my current boss, and would you go to a picnic with them? Um, I think my current boss is just tops, and I would go to a picnic or any environment with them because my current boss is Dando. <laughs> <laughs> I do pay your wage, yes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> the patrons pay your wage, sir. The patrons pay your wage. Oh, actually, oh, my opinion of, our, of my current boss, I love all of them. Yes, our bosses are the patrons. We love them all, each and every single one of them. Absolutely. But especially Kane Von Nagy for the $100 patronage. Wow. Uh, Fergus Jeff says, when was the first or when was the last time you felt embarrassed at a public event, either by someone you know or through your own actions? Um, oh, golly. I remember it would have been about three months ago. And we're wow. At, actually, no, it would have been longer than that. Fuck, because we had a pandemic. No, no, because we, we got out of lockdown for a while. So I was in the car on the way to dinner. It were four of my mates and I had to fart but then I was like alright well, I don't want to like just let rip so what I'll do is I'll just like just let it come out quietly as possible mm-hmm. but the problem is by doing so for some reason it made it like three times as smellier and then I was just like and I smelled it and I was like oh man that's bad oh man that's bad I was like don't put the window down because it becomes obvious that it was you and then all <laughs> of a sudden you see everyone in the room just in the car sort of go <laughs> and it's like no one to say anything and then the guy in the front seat just goes, puts the window down just a, just a little bit. It was like, and he sort of looked at he, he's Phil. He's my mate. He's my one of my. Be- he's my best mate. And he looked in his rear vision mirror at me. He's like, I know that was you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you just put. A, you should have pulled the Jim Carrey and just gone. <laughs> me. <laughs> what about yourself? Um, this is a, a way way longer ago. Oh golly. Mid two thousands, I think. Um, went to a um, a very nice wedding, yeah, not super fancy, but it was quite nice. It was an outdoor marquee and all that kind of stuff. And for some reason, I just sort of flipped that switch where I had one glass of wine too many, and then everything just started going down so well. I'm like, oh, more wine, more wine, and hey, brother, pour the wine. It was very Marge esque. I mean, but uh, but. But not not as kind of nice and friendly as Marge. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't uh, belligerent or anything like that. I just got very enthusiastic and you know, sort of danced badly and um, 
bother the DJ for like, have you got this song? <laughs> yeah, I was that guy at the wedding. Uh, and of course... Do you have this song? Oh man, you are totally... You would have been that guy. I can envision it. I'm, I'm often that person. I am often... Do you have, do you, do you have Footloose? <laughs> I think I was asking for Jump Around by House of Pain. Of course you is, were. Yeah, you loved which that is song, what you, yeah. Which is what you want at a wedding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and of course we had to stop the car on the way back and <clears throat> puke by the side of the road and I ended up sleeping in the spare room and just woke up feeling as guilty as fuck. <laughs> so... <laughs> Is that an Australian thing when we say as fuck? Guilty as fuck. I was sick as fuck. I was hungry, my... as f- hungry as fuck. Our American friends say AF a lot. So yeah. I'm assuming that it's a thing over there. But True. Yeah, but Australians tend to say, oh, mate, I was sick as, or sick as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's pick one more question and we'll wrap this bad boy up. Let's. Elizabeth Brunn says, this is the first episode that I remember seeing. I even had the last part of it on VHS for when they were at the pawn shop. Do you remember the first episode that you ever saw? I don't remember the first episode I saw, but I think I've mentioned this on the podcast. The first time I remember ever seeing The Simpsons was my nan Marlene. God bless her. She used to tape the Muppets for me when they used to air before... Uh, they used to air in the mornings on Channel 10 at about 6am, I think. And she used to work at Crosby Footwear, which was a, a walk just down around the corner. So she'd put record, take the Muppets for me, but that means that she wasn't there to cut the ads out so that the episodes would have the the ads as I was going back and revisiting. I still had this tape somewhere. And there was this ad for But the Genius on there. And it was all new Simpsons coming to Channel 10. And I just remember seeing that ad. So that was, for me, the first time I ever saw The Simpsons. I just remember thinking, well, that, that looks different. No, it's the the yellow. Wow, that's weird. But yeah, on that on that tape of the Muppets, which I have somewhere here that my nan taped for me. I can <laughs> thank my I can thank my nan for introducing me to the Simpsons via that commercial break. Yeah, what about yourself? <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember the actual first episode that I watched, but I do recall watching the first episode that aired in Australia. So whether okay. it was well, that, um, that was Simpsons Racing on Open Fire, was it not? I'm guessing that it would. Or maybe be, yeah. it was Bart the Genius. I don't know. I do know that there was a lot of build up. Yeah, there would have been. And that, um, yeah, Channel 10 was advertising the heck, heck out of it for quite a while. So I thought, I should check this out. I should. What what you know. a fucking gamble that paid off to be, though. Oh, God, yeah. And I mean, it was going up against 60 Minutes, you know, on, on primetime yeah, seven, Sunday 7 night. 7.30, Channel 10 on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I thought, oh, look, I'll give these crazy kids a shot, see what they've uh, got to say for themselves. And I was quite entertained. All right, well, thank you for the question, Elizabeth. Thank you guys to all who sent in the questions this week. Hope you enjoyed our review of There's No Disgrace Like Home. Next week, we're going to be going back forward all the way to season 13, <gasps> where we shall be reviewing the episode Little Girl in the Big Ten. Looking forward ah. to checking that one out. It's where Lisa befriends some kids from college, and I believe Bart becomes the bubble boy, if I remember correctly. But I could be wrong, but I think that's the one. Well, uh, let's so, find out uh, when we watch it and review it. We shall indeed. Don't forget, guys, please continue to rate and review us in the iTunes store. Follow us on Twitter at FourFingerPod and follow us on Instagram at FourFingerDiscount. We'd really appreciate if you could do that. Also, if you want to support the show and get access to a bunch of exclusive content in return, uh, you're just going to go to patreon.com slash FourFingerDiscount. It really is the best way to support the show. The more patience we have, the more chance we have to uh, quit our jobs and just bring you more and more FourFinger Discount content each and every day of the week, which is our end goal. It's also what you'd like, wouldn't it be, listeners? You'd, you'd be happy with that. Just four-finger discount content around the clock. Yeah, why wouldn't you be? Dando and Guy every single day of the week. If you want that to happen, just chip in. If you all just chipped in $1 a month, it'd be happening right now. 
Yeah. One dollar per month. That's all you got to do. But enough about trying to ask for money, Mr. Davis. We just thank <laughs> the, we just we are just thankful that you are just continuing to listen to the show after six long years, and we hope you're all still enjoying it. Thank you so much. You guys are all absolute champions, Mr. Davis. Any final words for said champions, listeners? You got yourself a podcast. Shh.